Welcome to this podcast, and it's a podcast that we play podcasts on. Or we all die. This could be it. <laughs> it better not be, Paul. It better not be. Hello, and welcome to Make Believe Heroes, an actual play, 5th edition, Dungeons & Dragons adventure. I am the Dungeon Master, and my name is Paul, and I'm joined by my four players. Hey guys, it's Lork, Jeremy, same person, right? I'm Jeffrey, and I play (laughs) Sir Vance Off the Wall. I am Alan, and I play Jimbalil Karp. Jimbalil Karp. That's true, (laughs) I got the cold. (laughs) Go ahead, Red. Hey, I'm Red, and I play Kellen. So, just like last week, Jim is still sick because we record two episodes at a time. So, Jim has not quite recovered from his cold or whatever. It persists. You can do this, Jim. So, excuse the the stop at nose of this. Achoo. And the sneezing. (laughs) Now, before we get into this week's episode, there are a couple of things we need to deal with up front. First of all, we have a very special episode coming out this Thursday. It is the first of some special background episodes that we're going to be doing for you all. I am personally really pleased with the way it turned out. I think that you're going to love it, and hopefully you will. Once you've listened to that episode, if you have any questions about Cervantes or any questions that you'd like to ask Jeffrey, send those into our email, which will be in the show notes. Our email address currently is makebelieveheroespodcast at gmail.com. I know it's a little lengthy. But just use that. You can also tweet at us on Twitter with any questions you might have, and we'll get to those on the show. So after you've listened to the bonus episode, or even before, if you have any questions about Cervantes or for Jeffrey, we're going to do another Q&A type episode like we did with Jeremy back in January. So get those questions in, and we'll get to them on the show. One more thing. We are currently about to print our first run of Make Believe Heroes t-shirts. We really wanted to get some made for those of us that make the show and some close friends and colleagues that helped us out with some early feedback for the show and helped us with different things. So what we're doing is we're printing what we're calling a first edition of the shirt. It's actually got a little tag on the sleeve that says first edition. And we're going to give two of those away to two listeners. So if you're listening to the show and you'd like to win a t-shirt, then to enter, here's what you have to do. Tweet a link to the Make Believe Heroes podcast with a link using whichever podcast service you use, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, what have you. In that tweet, use the hashtag, hashtag MBHshirt. We'll be tweeting out shortly after the show releases about this giveaway to all of our followers and such on Twitter. So you can reference that for more details. But all you have to do is put out a tweet saying why you like our show with a link to the podcast on iTunes, Google, or whatever, and the hashtag, hashtag MBH shirt. Do that, share it with your friends, and we will enter your name in for the drawing of a shirt. We'll also be posting a picture of the shirt tomorrow with a tweet, so you can check that out. If you'd like to win it, we're going to be giving two away, so enter in with the tweet, and sometime over the next couple of weeks, we'll end the contest, and we'll draw for two winners. So get your questions into Jeffrey, and get your tweets in to be entered to win a shirt. And just real quickly, if by chance you don't use Twitter 
or you don't have a Twitter account or whatever, if you'd like to share this instead on Facebook or any other social media platform, that's fine. All you need to do is share it on there with the hashtag MBH shirt, a link to the show, an explanation of why you like the show, and then send us a screenshot of that in our email, okay? We're not on Facebook and Instagram, but if you send us that screenshot in our email, we'll still enter you in for the contest. Now, let's get on with the show, shall we? Last time our group encountered, finally, the horde of orcs. I don't know if horde's the right word. It is. That had kidnapped a group of people from the tribe of their new friends, the half-orcs, Grip, Slash, Fang, and Thorn. They snuck in and got the jump on these guys, even had a surprise round. And things were going okay for a little bit. But then things seemed to take a bad turn. Jim wound up cursed. Servants ended up taking a lot of damage. Things are just kind of going poorly, and then just when they thought, well, maybe we can turn it around, these short little bubbly-skinned green orcs ran out and began exploding a poisonous goop, I guess you could say, all over our players, and things are not looking great. Yeah, tell me about it. Last time I rolled an 18, and let's be honest, it didn't go well for you all. Watch it. So now I'm going to roll this giant D20. Roll that beautiful bean footage. And this, <laughs> this may very well decide if our characters live or die. It's a 13. Ha. 13's an unlucky number. <laughs> so maybe that's unlucky for me. Okay. I hope so. Or maybe it's unlucky for you. <laughs> uh, we're going to die. But it is not this day. When we ended, these tiny little orcs come rushing out and attacking you all. Grip got attacked by one, or actually Grip attacked one, and when his hammer hit it, it exploded all over him, Fang, and Servance. Beautiful. Two more come running out from behind him and move toward the other groups. One rushes toward the prisoners and the four of you over there. And let's see, Kellen, where are you at? You kind of jumped down in front of the prisoners, didn't you? Yeah, I'm in between. Okay, so one of them is going to rush at you. Oh boy. It is going to try and slash at you with its claws. Ew. What Tracy? My AC is a 16. Ah, it rushes, but you kind of have the advantage here because you guys are the same size and they're a little bit crazy and you pretty easily step out of the way. So the other one is going to rush toward the other side. He's going to rush at the bear. Oh, no. No, not Charlie. Oh, no. Oh, no. Charlie. <laughs> no. He rolled a natural 20. Oh. Charlie. Oh, <laughs> It's not that bad. Charlie takes six slashing damage. Oh, but he takes four necrotic damage. Oh, no. Charlie. So how much damage did he just take? He took six slashing and four necrotic, so that's a total of ten damage. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so he's like half down. Now it is Grip's turn. So Grip is down on his hands and knees with his skin burning with this green acidic poison like bubbling all over his skin. He's trying to kind of wipe it off. He gets up and he's going to take a swing at the closest orc, which happens to be one of the big guys with the shield. But the one that he's actually swinging at isn't brandishing a shield at the moment because he used a two-handed weapon last time. That's good. He is going to attack recklessly. Ooh. Which means he has advantage on the attack roll. But since he has disadvantage, that is going to cancel out. Negation. So he's going to cancel out that and have just a regular swing. But if anyone try, if anything tries to attack him, they're going to have advantage. So, Dear listener, do you know what advantage is? I bet you don't. 
this is Lork turning towards the camera in the middle of all this chaos. There's this battle. There's just people exploding. It's all really close, real tight. The camera's real shaky, and it bounces back and forth from character to character. And calmly, quietly, Lork looks at the camera and says, Your listener, you don't know what advantage is. Whenever Paul says, you have advantage, <laughs> that as a player means you get to roll 2d20s. And then That's what it means. you take the result of the higher one. If you have disadvantage, you roll 2d20s, and then you take the result of the lower one. And if you have both... They cancel out, and you roll once. Let's go back to killing orcs, yeah? Back to Steve with the weather. So that's an 18. <laughs> and that is a hit. Yes. Grip stands up from the poison, from all the pain and all the anger and the fury of what's happening, and you hear him yell out for the first time very few words. This is a man of very few words, and he just yells out, Dah! As he swings his maul in an upward swing toward the closest guy, and he connects right in the chest with his maul for a total of, wow, that's pretty good, 14 damage right into the chest of the closest orc. Yes. Wow, that hit him really hard. So, uh, just in a fury screaming, he stands up, blood kind of in his mouth, but slinging poison off of his skin. And now it is Slash's turn. Slash is over with you all. Slash is running into the group of prisoners, and he is basically turning people over trying to find his wife. And after a moment, you hear him let out an exclamation of joy, followed by a cry as he hops down and begins to cut one of the women loose, but she is clearly unconscious, those of you on that side can see. But he spends his turn trying to cut her loose. Now it's Kellen's turn. So... There is one of these little stink monsters right next to me, right? That's correct. Stink monsters. Stink monsters. <laughs> I'm very upset at the fact that Charlie just got hit. Uh-oh. But what I'm going to do is I'm... <laughs> How far away is the stink monster? So there's one right on top of you, like within five feet. I know. <laughs> the one over there with Charlie is like 30 or 40 feet away from you. I feel like Kellen would go after the one. I mean, Charlie is... Charlie, man. You do what Kellen, what you think Kellen would do. Logistically, mm-hmm. you will have disadvantage if you make a ranged attack while standing next to another enemy. I guess Kellen is going to... He's going to... Even though it hurts him, he's going to attempt to hit this stink monster right in front of him. He's going to pull out his short sword, and he's going to slash at him. It's a plus six to hit, so 14 plus six. That's a hit. And then... 1d6 plus 4. Pop him. That's a 3 plus 4, so 7. 7 damage? Yep, 7 damage. Okay. You bring your sword slashing across his chest, and when you do, some of that goop oozes out. He's still standing. I want to attempt to move away from him. Not towards the civilians. I want to move over towards the side to get him to follow me. That way... None of the poison, when I kill this sucker, is going to get on them. So you're trying to move and get him to follow you? Yes, that's what I want. Okay, why don't you make me a roll, some sort of a skill check. Let's call it any sort of a charisma check, like persuasion or intimidation. I'll use persuasion. Let's do that. Okay. That is a 17 plus 2, so 19. Tell me what you're doing to try and lure him towards you. In Orcish, I'm going to look at him and say, Ooh, Oh, what's something cool I can say? <laughs> I'm going to look at him and say, uh, Come here, big boy. <laughs> oh my you God. got the short end of the stick, didn't you? Oh, boy. <laughs> big boy. <laughs> Such a great taunt. 
Come here, big boy. Yeah, there we go. I'm so glad I can't speak Orcish. He is convinced to follow you. So he begins to follow you forward slowly, and he's not going to make an attack against you because of your persuasion roll. All right, sweet. So now it is Jim's turn. Jim, I need you to make me a wisdom save. I got a five. Oh, my gosh. You waste your action doing nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Does anybody have inspiration right now? Ark does. I don't think I do. Just trying to see for myself so I can use that in, in the future. So you can use bonus actions if you have one you want to use. I don't know what it would be, but... I refuse. He refused. If I want to waste my action, I want to waste my bonus action, too. Okay. That's the end of your turn. You just stay where you're at? I hunker down further. <laughs> he hides. So now it is Servance's turn. Servance. Can I do a seppuku? What? You can, I mean, if you want to, I guess. <laughs> Please it might don't. be kind of hard to get your pike in a good position where you can actually <laughs> get above it with enough force to drive yourself down onto it. But <laughs> Now, Servance, I do want to remind you, your pike has that special thing you can do. Yeah, I know, but I also am about to die. True. Literally. So you, do, you do what you got to do, bruh. You brought what you got to do. do. How many people are there around me? Orcs. There are a bunch of orcs. Within reach of you, there is one pretty standard-looking orc. There is one big guy with all the armor and stuff. <sighs> is that the big guy that's been hurt already or not hurt? That's probably the not hurt one. Okay, so I want to survive to be able to fight more. So okay. as an action, I want to do 10 hit points of the lay on hands of myself. Okay, that takes your action. And I want to use a bonus action to use Divine Favor. Surveillance touches his own face, and Divine Energy flows into his body. Yes, I touch <laughs> my face. Okay, and what does that do? Your weapon attacks deal extra damage, I see. Okay. Is that concentration? Yes, it is. Is it? It is. All that means is if you take damage, you have to roll to make sure you don't lose concentration. So yeah, anytime I hit someone, it just does 1d4. Okay, so now Fang, in fury, is going to attack the orc that was standing in front of him, the one with the sword and the shield. And he hits him. Nice. So he hits him with his axe, and when he does, it's going to do some damage. Not great. He did 12 damage. So that was the one that had not been hurt yet. So he brings his axe down into that guy's neck and does 12 damage, which really is not bad for not a, such a great roll. So once he's got that axe braid in, he's going to try and lunge forward and bite him. Just, yeah, he is. Just bite him. The guy brings his shield up to try and stop him and manages to stop him from biting him. But when he bounces back, Fang, in a fury, tenses up and yells out, Kill these orcs! And everyone around him, all of you guys that are within 30 feet, are going to have advantage on attack rolls until the end of his next turn. Yeah, boy. Nice. You feel so emboldened by his grit yelling out that you all have advantage. So, it's Thorn's turn. Thorn is going to use a bonus action to try and cut one of these guys loose. He reaches down to try and cut one of these dudes loose on the hands, and he hears the cry of Fang at the same moment he goes to do that. And so instead of wasting his action cutting people loose this turn, he's going to stand up, draw two arrows, and loose them. Yeah, we are. 
Boy. Now, the first one, he's going to have advantage. Do it. It's a good thing he did, but it is a hit. And that arrow is going to go into the big guy that Sir Vance is facing off against. Yeah, boy. That guy takes seven damage to the back. Yeah, he does. The other one, he's going to fire. Oh, yeah, that's also a hit. This one is going to go into the other big guy. Mm. That one only does five damage. So the big guy in front of Sir Vance has taken how much? A decent amount. And the guy, the other big guy has taken, is that his first hit? That's his second hit. His first hit was by Fang just oh, now okay. with the axe. And the shaman, the wizard one, still over there. Yeah, he's over in the bushes with Jim. It is now the big guy's turns. Oh, boy. So the first thing that's going to happen is I'm going to roll to see if they recharge. The first one recharges. The second one recharges. No. That's not good for no, you guys. No, it's not. So the one with the sword and shield is going to attack Fang. He misses with the first swing. Yeah, he does. Second one hits. Mm. And Fang takes 13 damage. That's a lot. He brings his sword across Fang's shoulder, and it digs in deep, and he kind of yanks it loose, and blood just spurts upward. And Fang actually goes down on one knee. At that moment, this guy lets out another yell. And... The one big guy that's standing next to you, Sir Vance, is going to attack you. Lovely. Sorry. It's a hit. Mm. Min damage, min damage. Mm. Max damage. You take nine damage. Oof. Well. Could Ow. have been a whole lot worse, though. Let me just tell you, it was almost like twice that. Oof. Then a smaller orc off to the side is going to rush forward and take a swing at grip. He hits him. I'm not fudging rolls, and these guys are rolling great. But he did not do great on his damage, so Grip is going to take four damage. Now the big guy facing Servance is going to take his turn. He is going to attack Servance. Great. Servance. Servance mm -hmm. is dead. Mm -hmm. He missed. He rolled a natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Good times. Servance dies the death. Been nice knowing you guys. Say a little prayer for you. Okay. Oh. That's never good. Okay. How much is it? 27 damage. Well, Are you freaking serious? That's more than half his health, isn't it? How many negative do you have to be for me to die? Your full hit points. <laughs> oh. You, you, you well, dropped I mean, to zero. Right? I mean, that's close. What is your full hit points? 34. What was your current? Oh my god. Seven. Okay, you're you're set. You're fine. He brings his long sword up and stabs you right in the gut with it, and you slip off of it onto the ground unconscious. Goodbye. Loric stops jittering. <laughs> At this moment, he lets out a war, bloodthirsty war cry. The big guy next to him attacks Fang. He misses. The small orc attacks. Who got attacked last time? Oh, Grip. Wow. This guy attacks Grip. Grip actually grabs his sword and throws it off into the distance, and that guy loses his weapon. It's like it wasn't a sword. It was a great axe. Uh, he rolled a natural one. And that's the end of yeah. his turn. So now it's that orc's turn, but he has no weapon. So he is going to try and jump onto Grip and grapple him. Let's see how that goes. Okay, that actually went pretty well for him. He rolls a... What's his strength? Oh, that's pretty good. Oh, but Grip rolls a natural 20. 
<laughs> yeah. He so does. Grip yeah. grabs this, or the orc jumps onto him, but Grip's like, you know, a foot taller than him. Well, actually, they're probably pretty close in size. Grip's just a big half orc. He's like seven feet tall. He grabs him, but he is obviously outclassing this orc as he spins around and slings him into the fire. And that dude didn't have much in the way of hit points. And when he hits that fire, he ignites in flames. And in a few moments, you guys hear the screams die down as he dies. Beautiful. So now it is Guy's turn. Guy is cutting loose someone, and he succeeds. So now it's Lorik's turn. Lorik is not jittering. Lorik's going to level his wand at the back of the head of the guy who just stabbed Surveillance. The big guy. At second level. Uh-huh. I'm going to witch bolt him. Do it. The plus six to hit. Oh, also you have advantage because of the war cry that Fang let out. You have advantage on your next attack roll. Okay, so it's an 11 on the largest dice. So plus six is plus six. 17. 17. And this is the one that attacks Servance, right? Yep. Not the one with the shield up. Correct. So it hits him. Okay. At second level, I roll two d12s of damage. Okay. 19 damage. It's a it's a green, black, blue flashing lightning bolt that comes out of the wand and connects with it, and it, like, sustains. As long as I hold concentration, every turn I can roll another d12 and hurt him. Hmm. But he took 19 to the back of the head. And he had 19 hit points. Yes! Whoa. <clears throat> Booyah. He's dead. So as the lightning racks through his body, he lets out a cry, but it starts to gurgle as his the spit in his throat literally cooks his throat. And he just starts smoking and then falls down to his knees as the metal like welds to his skin that's on his chest, and then he slumps forward dead, laying across Servance's body. Lark is going to keep the concentration so the electricity is just frying him the whole time he's laying there. Okay. Even though I said he's laying across Servance's body, I won't make Servance take residual <laughs> electric damage and hence take one death saving failure That's out good. of the kindness of my heart because it's just for sure, it's flavor. I mean Lark would, would make that mistake. He's he's angry. He's All angry. right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Little guy's rushing at you, Kellen. He's gonna try and slash you with his claws. All right. He rolled a twenty four. Does that hit you? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Does that hit you? You take four slashing damage, one necrotic damage. Goodness gracious. All right. The other one slashes at Charlie again. He misses. He rolled a 10. Sweet. So that is the end of their turn. Now, things are looking kind of rough. Everybody saw Servants go down, right? Yes. Yeah. And saw Lorik nuke the guy who did it. Grip goes to attack the one that is facing off with Fang. He misses. Actually, you know what? He has advantage because of that one thing. He still misses. Wow, he double misses. All right, so Grip is swinging at the other guy, but he's kind of glancing it off with his shield. Slash, now that he has his wife, is trying to pull her away from the party and run away. Wow. Like, he is... Kellen, you hear him compelling. He's, he's trying to, like, pull her out, and you see him throw her over his shoulder and kind of run away from the group. Can I say something in Orcish as a free action? You can. You can you, as a reaction, you can, yeah. Where are you going? He just ignores you and keeps running. Slash. What? He is not, he is not paying you any mind. It is your turn, though, Kellen. Servance is face down over there. You've got one of these things following you. Okay, I do. 
Shoot. What are you going to do? Shoot it to death. I'm going to do something very stupid. Okay. I am going to attempt to disengage this thing and run over to Sir Vance. Okay, so disengage is an action. So if you do that, it'll take your action. But you can't just run away and he'll get an attack of opportunity. That's what I want to do. You want to try and break off from him and run straight for Sir Vance? Yes. He hits you. <sighs> you take six damage. All right. Let's stop your movement. No, it doesn't stop your movement. Oh, okay, that's good. I'm pre- in fifth edition, it doesn't stop your movement unless it specifically says so, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, that's that's right. Cool. You still get to go. And I'm going to say that you can weave your way, kind of hop over the fire, and get to Servants. Okay. You cast Cure Wounds on him? I'm going to reach down, and I'm going to... Well, I'm going to kneel down next to him, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Roll me a D8. That is an 8 plus 3. I rolled max. Awesome. Max Healies. You get 11 hit points back. Breath comes flooding back into your lungs. Jim, you hear Servants take a gasping breath as your turn rolls around. So, I start coughing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you are face-to-face with this dude. I'm going to make a saving throw. Wisdom, right? That's it. Uh, It's it's an 11. Man. You're doing great. What is? Let me see what his spell save. I'm pretty sure it's harder than that. He's gonna murder you. Oh man, you failed. Wow. I did it. You failed. You did great. For a free action, I am going to show him an obscene gesture in whatever culture orcs have that I know of. Yeah, they get it. They get it quite clearly. <laughs> Fang is going to go. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It's not Fang's turn. Let me back up. It's Servance's turn. It's my turn. I forgot. You're up. It's your turn. Go, Vance, go. Okay, so I'm alive. <laughs> You're back awake, yep. That's Sir Vance's words. I'm alive. I'm alive. Sir Vance, your eyes open, and you take in a sharp intake of breath, and you see Kellen over top of you with his hands on your chest, and he's like, are you okay? And you just hear the sounds of screams and orcs yelling around you, and it's dark, and you smell smoke, and there's fire, and as that happens, you're back in that cave. Oh, boy. You smell blood. You hear children crying. You hear your commander yelling out, Pick yourself up, boy. And you're just completely disoriented. There's tears coming out of my eyes. Maybe shaking a little bit. You see in the back corner, there's an orc, like, obviously a woman hunkered over her child as her child is, like, screaming and crying. And you see a companion of yours, one of your buddies you, you came into the military with, standing over her, brandishing a sword, but just hesitating and looking there with your commander standing behind him, yelling in his ear. I command you, kill it now. That's mm-hmm. your order. Do not hesitate. And your turn passes and you don't take an action. <sighs> Kellen, you bring Servants back with some health, but it's like he, he's looking around and he's not responding to anything that you're saying or anything that you're doing. Can I do something? No, I mean, I'm assuming that you're shaking him. Yeah. Trying to get his attention. While this is going on, Fang is attacking the big guy behind him. He hits him for a total of eight damage. 
Very nice. Then Thorn is going to go. Thorn is going to continue his tirade of arrows. He sinks one into the back of the big guy that Fang is facing off with for seven damage. Ooh, kill him. He's going to unleash another one. He hits him again. Boy. He sinks it into his back for seven damage again. Drop him. Dang. So that's the end of Thorn's turn. Now the uh, the robe character that is right up in your face, Jim, he's going to grab you by the shoulders and lean in your ear and say, You die here. In the common tongue. Wonderful. And then he... What's your AC? Including cover? Am I still in cover? No, he's in there with you. It's the, it's the <laughs> robed guy. He's okay. Like, he's got his hands on you. 13. That's a hit. Uh, you take 10 slashing damage. Him does. What it is is once he says that, he digs both claws into you, but one of them is kind of right on top of your leather armor. You have leather armor? I have pleather armor. Pleather. <laughs> okay, into your pleather armor. The other one digs into flesh, and you take 10 slashing damage as he kind of rakes it down across your arm. Jim, and by him I mean me, grits his teeth and says something in a foreign tongue but not even he understands but he understands it to mean not today <laughs> not today okay so now it is the big guy's turn he's going to attack fang who he's been facing off with this whole time <sighs> man these guys can't roll under like an 18 i swear they're dangerous he hits fang for 10 damage he attempts to recharge he does not recharge good does he recharge though he swings again at Fang and rolls a flipping 18. This is ridiculous. This is where Fang dies. <sighs> he hits Fang again. Fang is dead. Fang goes down. Mm. He brings his longsword up and slashes it across Fang's chest, and Fang lets out a cry, slumps down onto a knee, and goes face down in the dirt. Now it's Guy's turn. Guy is standing up, and he is looking completely freaked out, and he saw Servants go down. He immediately takes off at a sprint, hopping over all the prisoners oh that are here while they're trying to cut them loose. He runs, and he does an acrobatic long jump over the fire and skids to his knees beside Sir Vance. And he grabs him by the shoulder, and he's like, Vance, Vance, wake up, Vance. And he, he's going to like slap you in the face and try to get your attention. Uh, roll me a wisdom save, Vance. Wisdom. Come on. It's a 17. Okay, you hear Vance, Guy yelling. Wake up, Vance. And you're looking around the cave. You're Now you're standing over there beside your buddy with that sword in hand looking down, and you bring a sword up above your head ready to bring it down into the crying orc at your feet, and you hear Guy's voice like it's coming from far away, like you're Vance, underwater, Vance, and you turn your wake head up, Vance. at the familiarity of it, and you snap back to you're back here with the orcs, and you, you see Guy above you shaking. No. Oh. I won't do it, and I punch him in the face. Out of you punch him in the face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you punch him in the face, and uh, he hits the ground, but he kind of picks himself back up again. Never going to keep him down, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lark, it's your turn. So Lark is going to continue his non-fidgeting and right. focused ire, and he's going to fire off a ice knife into the Oof. back of the other captain type, the one of the shield that has two arrows sticking out of his back. Yes. Yeah, he's going to try to take him down. That's a plus six to hit. Ooh, that's an 18 on the dice. Mm, that's a hit. Yeah, 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 it is. So, he's going to roll a d10 of damage, and that's a nine. 
And that's just the dagger part, right? That's just the dagger. He just, uh, Aussie dagger appears above his wand. He flicks it towards him. It goes into his chest, like right between where his breastplate meets his shoulder here. And then it explodes. The target and each creature within five feet of it must succeed a dex saving throw. Yes. So the saving throw is a 14. Within how many feet of him? Five feet? Yep. Mm, He got a 13. Yeah, he did. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So he takes the exploding cold damage. 2d6. Blow his face. That's five total damage. Okay. He lets out a yell as this dagger in his chest explodes. It goes up into his neck and his ear. One of them even embeds itself into his right eyeball. And he's like clawing at it as it's melting off of his skin. He's still standing, but that's, that really hurt him. Nice. Is that the end of your turn? That's it. I'm going to hold my position here by the fire and the roasting bodies that lay in it. Just steel, steely gaze. One of the green pussy guys Ew. turns around and runs toward Thorn and... All of them over there, the prisoners. Uh-oh. And uh, as it runs into the middle of the group, it reaches up and slashes its own throat. Wow. Nice. And it explodes. And all of the prisoners on the ground, along with Thorn, are exposed to a poisonous explosion. Well, you know what? I say all of the prisoners. Let me just see what the range on that is. It's 10 feet, within 10 feet. So I'm going to say like three-quarters of the prisoners. I'm going to roll... Two 20s here. Okay. The first ones roll a natural 20. Well, the second ones roll a 15 on the dice. So they all save. Some of them are going to take some poison damage. And then Thorn is also going to save. Wow, everybody saves. Let me roll the damage, though. Wow, that's a pretty good roll. That's uh, 17. So Thorn, along with some of the prisoners, are going to take eight poison damage. Ouch. But none of them become poisoned. That's good. This really good. Now it is the other one's turn. The other one is going to rush into the party over there where Kellen's at. Actually, he's with your bear. He's going to just attack Charlie again. I was thinking that one, but that's the one that just went and exploded. Uh, what's Charlie's AC? 13. That is a hit. Uh-oh. Charlie takes four slashing damage and two necrotic damage, so he takes a total of six damage. Charlie has one hit point left. Oh, boy. Charlie is howling over there and trying to back away from him slowly. It is now Grip's turn. Get him, Grip. Grip in a rage at what just happened to Fang is going to unleash his strongest attack on this big guy right in front of him. The one that I've basically killed? He overcomes his poison with a save here because if you get poisoned by those things, you actually save it, try to save every turn. He failed his first one, but he won that one, and so he's going to recklessly attack this fool. And he rolls a natural 20. Oh, oh yeah. Who was that just now? That was me. Was that the- that <laughs> Yeah, I was like, who made that terrible sound? Okay, all right. So Grip... It was the orc. Standing up with a scowl, he rushes forward, says, Get away from Fang! And he brings his maul down. 4d6 on a crit, boys. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Wow, didn't roll that great. Oh, it's not that bad. Let's see. 21 damage. Uh, not that great. Well, at first, I, I forgot he has pretty good bonuses. I mean, he has a plus six bonus. He yelling that out, rushing forward, swinging his maul like a baseball bat, brings it right into the side of the head 
where this orc is currently trying to claw the ice out of his face. Huh. And it's like it hits those ice shards and they just explode deeper into his skull and that guy's head pops like a melon and he goes down. Boom. Very nice. Now it is Slash's turn. Slash has taken his wife back up to the bush where you guys were hiding. That's where he's headed. He is spending his entire move getting up there. He drops her off, says a prayer, and then turns around and, and comes storming back toward the party as quick as he can. Wow. Great job. Kellen. So, I just heard the the howling screams of my bear companion, and I'm going to rush over to that thing, and I'm going to pull out my short sword, and in one movement, I'm going to attempt to kill it. Okay. Or, you know what? I'm going to pull out my bow, and I'm going to shoot at it instead, because I think I that would do more damage. Do it. Roll it. That's a 12 plus 6, so 18. It's a hit. Oh, boy. That's an 8 plus 4. Okay. So 12 damage. <sighs> Kellen. Yeah? You kill it. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Oh. And when your arrow goes through its, ch its chest, it explodes. And uh, Charlie's going to have to make a save. So roll me a constitution <laughs> save. What'd you roll? It doesn't really matter what you I, roll. I rolled a two. Unless it's a natural 20. So <laughs> he explodes. The poison covers the bear. And the bear howls in pain as he takes 11 poison damage. Oh my gosh. Oof. The poison oh burns into his, his flesh. Wow. And after a moment, he slumps down on the dirt. Okay. Uh, Kellen is going to take his move and run over to Charlie. Okay. And he's embra like embracing him. Guys, Charlie just died. Meat's back on the menu tonight. <laughs> oh, no. It's like meat's back on our menu, boy. Yeah. I'm actually, oh. I'm legit to tears right now. Why would you do that? Why? Jim, you're in the bush. Why would you do that? It's been an emotional episode. Jim didn't say that. That, yeah. was, that was Alan. <laughs> so I'm going to make my save. This time it's an 18. That's a success. You are free from the spell. The you're saved. So then I take my orb close to my chest stare at it while somehow simultaneously staring into the enemy spellcaster's eyes and start to whisper. He's cross-eyed. He's cross cross-eyed. Cross whispering the thoughts and pains and hellish ponderings that bring up all sorts of drudgery and fear. And I cast Hex. Hex? Ooh, how does this work? So it's a bonus action. Mm -hmm. uh, you place a curse. <laughs> you could have been using this the whole time. It, yeah, yep. but it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have actually given me any benefit. Oh, okay. Uh, you place That's a fine. curse on a creature that you can see within range. Until the spell ends, you deal an extra one d six necrotic damage to the target whenever you hit it with an attack. Also, choose one ability when you cast the spell. The target has disadvantage on ability checks made with the chosen ability. What's the ability? Uh, wisdom. So how does it work? He has... Disadvantage on ability checks made with that chosen ability. A saving throw is not an ability check, though, right? Or is it? 
I guess a saving throw is not really an ability check. It is not. Ability page. You have saves and ability checks. Those are two different things. So there are three types of rolls. The ability check, the saving throw, and the attack roll. So it wouldn't affect saving or attack roll. Okay. But it, it does affect his wisdom checks. Yes. So I'll do that. And it also, I give it an extra d6 on uh, damage. So then I am going to cast... Cast all of your spells at once. All of them do at it. once. Yeah. Sounds like the Loric thing to do. I am going to cast Dissonant Whispers. Okay. He needs to make a wisdom saving throw? Yes. Whispers of evil, pain, and suffering. He gets a six. Blood on drills strewn across your face. Uh, <laughs> this one's actually just a discordant melody. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I get it, though. Hey, it totally works. He failed his save. Okay. On a failed save, it takes 3 to 6 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows from you. Okay. But this is a second level spell slot, right? Yep, so it's 46. Okay, so I'm going to roll... Let's see, would the hex apply to this? Mm, so roll 46 plus your extra 6. I mean, it just does extra damage, right? Yeah. Would this be considered an attack? Yeah, I mean... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 25. Ooh. Nice. New Kim. Jim finally showing up for the fight. <laughs> exactly. That might be the hardest anyone's hit tonight. I rolled two sixes, two fives, and a three. That's wow. nice. Dang. You step up, you do your hex to him, and then you begin to whisper this melody in his ear. At first, he seems awfully cocky about it, but then he just looks really freaked out, and he brings his hands up to his head and, like, stumbles backward, even tripping onto the dirt and clawing away from you as it's like needles piercing into his brain in fear, and he gets up and runs as far as he can away from you. Take that. Which is right into the line of of fire from all of your friends. Yeah, it is. Mm. Run back over there with those orcs, buddy. And it is now Servance's turn. Servance, as you're standing... There is a robed orc that is running out of a bush behind you from Jim. This boy. So I'm. I just stood up. I'm just gaining my composure, so I probably didn't pick up my pack or anything. But when I see that guy running to me, mm-hmm. I'm. I just reach for a weapon on my back, which would be my great sword. Okay. And I'm going to take a swing at him. If I have to All move right. towards him, I'll do that. It's fine. It's like he runs past you, and you, it kind of shakes you out of it, so you grab your great sword and kind of just run after him and slash across his back. Yeah. Do it. 22. That's a hit, I believe. Mm. I, I could check, but I'm pretty sure that's a hit. Yeah, that's a hit. Cut him in half. So that's 11 damage. That hurts. You slash him across the back. He stumbles again, crawling on his knees away from you. Boy. It's Fang's turn. Fang is going to make a death saving throw. Fang rolls a natural 20. Oh, oh he, he sustains himself. He is laying there. His breath is short, but before anyone can get over to him and check him out, he, he goes into unconsciousness, but he's he's stable. He's not in any immediate danger. So now it is Thorn's turn. Thorn rushes over to him and begins to check him out. He realizes that he's okay, and then he is going to turn, and he's going to head back toward the prisoners. And now it is... 
the spellcaster's turn. The spellcaster, now that he's kind of crawling away, is going to kind of roll around his back, and he's going to cast Cure Wounds on himself at third level. Oof. Wow. Wow. He did. He healed a lot. No, he didn't. So he heals a lot. He immediately starts to feel better and rises up to his feet. That's the end of his turn. And now it is Guy's turn. Guy is going to dig deep. He's going to bring out the wand oh that boy. Lorik has been lending him. Oh. He's going to cast Magic Missile. Yes. I'm going to roll a d20 to see how it works, though. See To see oh, if he can please. actually manage to do it. Please. Okay. That's real middle of the level. So what's going to happen is it's going to be just like it was last time. He manages to get one dart out. Woo. Nice. Yeah. Max damage. Five damage. Oh, Ooh, yes. yeah. Get him, guy. Multi-classing guy. Then he falls down on his knees trying to catch his breath. He doesn't pass out this time. <laughs> but he, you know, it really took it out of him. So that is the end of Guy's turn. It's Lorik's turn. Which one did Guy hit? The spellcaster. Beautiful. It, how, who all's, what all's left? So the spellcaster is there and one bomb guy. One Ooh, bomb guy. Bomb Where guy. is bomb guy located? Bomb guy killed. Oh, no, wait. Bomb guy's dead. Yeah, he's dead. My bad. Spellcaster. So it's just the spellcaster right now. So Lorik will half grin. I mean, that's the first break since he's gone steely cold in the fight. He will half grin whenever Guy fires off a magic missile. And he is going to walk very slowly towards the guy, the spellcaster on the ground. Yeah. And he's going to say uh, in his non-jittery, non-high-pitched, normally, you know, you know how Lorik talks. Mm-hmm. The most calm, steadiest his voice has ever been. He's going to say, The twisted children of the Dark One don't deserve to live. And he's going to flick his wand at him, and I'm going to fire off Witch Bolt. Okay. What level? Um, I only have first level spell slots left. So at first level. So I got a 9 on the dice, plus 6 is 15. If that is not a hit. That's a I hit. Like, that is a hit. Okay. Yes, it is. Cool. I'm going to roll a d12 of damage. A two. Okay, so he takes two damage. And I'm going to hold that cackling energy. He is laying on his back, wrecked with electricity. At this moment, Grip rushes over to Fang, and he starts digging into his pack that he's got, his like fanny pack sort of deal he's got over on his hip. Fanny pack. And he pulls out some herbs and things and starts to put them, try to get them into Fang's mouth, and he's trying to administer some sort of medicine to bring him out of it. Uh, it's going to take a whole turn, but he's going to try and give him a little bit of health back, bring him back out of his, his stupor. Slash makes it back in time to see that it seems like pretty much everyone is down. He sees Lorik standing over this orc, just wrecking with electricity, and he begins to cut loose the rest of the prisoners. Kellen, it's your turn. Okay, so while all this has been happening, uh, Kellen mm -hmm. has been over at Charlie. You start to hear this noise coming from Kellen. If you turn around, you see Kellen just gripping his fist, and there's this energy that begins to flow out of his hands, basically around his whole body, and it's this bright yellow energy. And he's going to turn around, and without saying anything, he's going to take out his bow, and he is going to aim Hail of Thorns at the magic user. And that's a 19 on the dice. Mm, I love it. Roll me that Dimash. Okay. Yeah, boy. That's a seven plus... Plus four? Yes. 
He has disadvantage on his deck save because he's currently on the ground getting shocked to death. So he <laughs> fails his deck save. Give me that thorn damage. So he takes 11 piercing damage. And then he takes a full 10 of piercing damage from Hail of Thorns. Number one. Kellen takes inspiration. Yeah, All right. Boy. Sweet. Number two. Your arrow pierces into his chest. And with the combined power of Lorik's witch bolt standing over him and the explosion of the thorns, he bleeds out onto the dirt, gurgling as he's trying to say something that you guys can't understand as his life force leaves him. And you all have defeated the orcs. What? What? I'm actually shaking. I didn't think that was going to happen. So Lorik walks over to Servance and goes, Are you okay? I think I'm all right now. That's great, because did you see those things explode? Like when we hit them, they blew up and poison flew everywhere? I saw what happened. Yeah. You need to calm down. Did you down. see the skin fall off those guys? Yeah, you need to calm down. Did you down. see me blow a hole out of that guy's skull? Oh, my goodness. I killed like three orcs. I mean, come on. This was incredible. I mean, oh. I, I, you, you might want to go check on Kellen. Charlie's not okay. You, I'm assuming you look over at Kellen, and Kellen is just slumped over on the floor. Or on the ground to his knees and is desperately trying to somehow heal Charlie, even though he is completely mm -hmm. out of spell slots. You're doing everything that you can. You're using every trick that you know, but the truth is, in your heart, you know that really doesn't matter what you do. His life force is already gone. Ooh. Oh, no. Sir, Servants. Servant, Servants. Go, go, go try to heal him. Be quiet. Before any of you can uh, hear anything, Kellen just stands up. and he Actually, as you stand up to take off, you do notice a strange glow uh -oh. around Charlie. And it's like a wind blows through. It's almost like his fur and his skin and all of him. It's like he turns into these weird golden leaves. Not like golden like the sun. But, you know, like the same color as your sort of autumn-style magic. They turn that color, and it's like a wind blows them away. And as they do, he just dissipates into the wind. He takes off into the woods near. And he, he's, you can hear he as he was kind of sobbing. And he just takes off into the woods. Kel Kellen! Just let him be for a little while. Fang, is Fang all right? He, he's over there on the ground, and Grip is kind of trying to administer some sort of herbal medicine to him. So, does does anybody want to talk about the, the part that we had a we had one of our buddies walk off in the middle of a fight, and now now we, we've lost someone? Well, Slash has set all of the prisoners free, some of which are up and moving around very slowly, many of which are still unconscious. Hmm. Oh, how many of them got hurt? Like a bunch of them? Of the prisoners? Yeah. A few of them took some burn damage, but none of them were seriously hurt. They all passed their save. Okay. Mark's going to walk over into the group of them. Uh, hello? Who? All right. Is everybody okay? There are a few half-orcs. You see like a young boy kind of staying there. He steps forward, but he seems really nervous around you. Oh, hi. Um, Lork Darkbolt, at your service. Uh... Who are you? He just kind of stands there for a minute. He's like, I want my dad. Well, who's your dad? He's not here. 
Thorne comes walking up to you guys. There. He's like, no worries, son. We'll get, we'll get you back to your dad really soon. We're, we're here to save you. And the orcs are gone. And the boy kind of starts crying and just runs over and hugs Thorne's leg. And Thorne's just awkwardly patting him on the head. Jim, where are you at during this? The spellcaster. I'm going to walk over to him and kind of examine him to figure out like what he used as a focus, what what his whole deal was. See if he had any spell books I could steal. <laughs> you don't see anything like that. It doesn't look like he was using any sort of focus. You do notice that his hands are abnormally... Like he's got these crazy long fingers with these wicked-looking claws on the end of them. Like abnormally large and clawed hands. Even for an orc? Yes. Huh. Wow. Inches longer than his orc companions. The claws almost come out from his finger like a talon. I pull out my notebook and start taking notes. Okay, you're hunkered down over a dead orc taking notes. Kellen's off in the woods crying. Servants is gonna kneel down and say a little prayer of thanks to Paylor. Mm-hmm. For watching over the battle. And also as thanks of bringing him out of the whatever that was that happened during the battle after I got brought back. Yes. So, that's where we're going to end the session. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Make Believe Heroes. If you've enjoyed what you heard, you should help us out. Write us a five-star review on iTunes. Tell a friend. We would love to share our show with more people, and you're our number one way of getting that done. If you like the effects you've heard and the music and such, you should check it out, battlebards.com. They would love to have your patronage, and you can check that out at the link inside the show notes. If you'd like to get in touch with us, tell us what you think about the show, just say hey. You can reach us on Twitter at MBH Podcast. That'll also be in the show notes. And I guess that does it for this week. You killed Charlie. Charlie's <laughs> dead. You killed Charlie. I didn't kill Charlie. You killed Charlie. Hey, now we don't have to kill Charlie. Technically, Kellen <laughs> killed Charlie, but we'll talk about that next week. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.